Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. We're at Conduit Coffee. We're here. We are here. It's We're good to here. see you again. And we have so much energy for this wonderful, wonderful I'm excited episode. about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, actually, this is this is really fun as you fling coffee beans <laughs> in my face. I'm excited. This is kind of, I've, I'm pumped for this episode a little bit. Yeah, I don't know we why. Got, we got a few things going on here. Mostly because um, it's organized. We're talking about Good Food Awards coffees. Yeah. And things surrounding and the, this. So I think, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with this because you, you, uh, you were talking about like events and special things going on around with coffee. And I'm interested in this from the, uh, uh, like consumer kind of perspective. Like what, how do you identify a good coffee? What systems out there right. tell you, does this mean it's better coffee versus right, another exactly. one? Yeah. There's a lot of things on packaging, a lot of marketing potential. And I think that that's. Um, I I talked about it off air about talking about these events because I think it's important to mm-hmm. have people know that there's coffee events going on and there's these things to look forward to. So the Good Food Awards are something that's pertinent to I think all of our listeners because we all see it either out there or it's at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never I've actually looked up what is the Good Food Awards like how it's how it's voted on and everything like that. So um, I mean it's. Should we just dive into it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, w- would Would you like me to read from from the website? Yes, I will. I will indeed do this. Uh, so the Good Food Awards. This is this is from their their about page uh, for the coffee. With over two thousand entries each year, the competition is f- fierce for a Good Food Award. In each category, three food crafters from each region—North, South, East, West, and Central—receive the honor each year. Look for the blue Good Food Awards seal on the shelves of exceptional grocers. You can see it right there. Like the Good Food Merchants Collaborative, who take care to stock them. Uh, so this coffee that we have today, actually, we have a Good Food Awards winner from this year. Yep. This is Ladro Roasters Ethiopia Limo. Roasted right um, around the corner from us here. That's right. Um, and uh, they sent this to me. I'm going to be doing a video on it for the it coffee. It smells like a beautiful coffee. Uh, I've like had it. some of it. It is it is quite wonderful. Um, you can tell there's a Quaker in it. This is a natural processed coffee. So our listener out there that asked about that a couple episodes ago about pulling Quakers out. This is a natural from Ethiopia, so you are going to find some in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean it it is it's a really delicious coffee. Uh, they have tasting notes of red grape, uh, dried fig, orange blossom, um, and uh, every time I have a good food because I've had good food awards coffees before. Uh, they do get sent around. Like the companies that get them are going to take advantage of that right. publicity. I mean, it is something to say. So there's the, uh, the, the process. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say every time I have one, I'm like, this is a delicious coffee, but why is it award winning? Right. It's not the only great coffee out there. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple layers to this. Uh, the roasters need to take initiative on this. So you submit samples. Um, you can submit two, one from, from different regions. Uh, so you submit the samples of the roasted coffee, and then they do a blind tasting to see if it's quality, if it tastes good, and pass those bars, and then they get into all the environmental and social sustainability side of it mm-hmm. and make judgments based on that. So there's a whole series of judges that do that. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of like a like a coffee review sort of thing where you go, and, and if you do well, then you get something to promote, and if you don't, then nobody knows that you submitted anything to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That being said, I mean, there's, there's a lot of good coffee out there. So the specifications are the coffee has to be roasted in the States or U.S. territory, and it needs to have a certification. It needs to have either a fair trade or Rainforest Alliance. There's a bunch of different certifications. That, mm-hmm. um, but Is it, it organic one of them? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it has to just have at least one. Right. And there's a lot of, like, I mean, they're all basically, like, shade-grown and biodynamic yeah. and all those kind of, all those things. So, um, 
Yep, and then they brew it, and they have standard brewing for the. It's in the Bonavita SCA certified home brewer. We've talked about that and what mm-hmm. that SCA certification means. Um, so that's what they're doing. Um, you know, so it's not necessarily the best way to taste the coffees. And, you know, there's a lot of variables in there, but they are pretty clear about what they're doing. They are keeping it simple. So I appreciate that. Um, that I think one of the things that is kind of a kind of a question for me in this whole process is that most of the coffees look pretty similar that they end up with. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is a result of of those kinds of processes. But there are 15 coffees awarded, three from each of the five regions. Um, Ten of them are Ethiopian coffees. Three of them are geishas, and then there are a couple others. Uh, and it's like that's a pretty small view on the world of coffee. Well, I think that there's some dynamics to that. I think that there's a couple things. There's not not every region of the world, growing region of the world, has access to full certification or for the farming right. infrastructure mm-hmm. that can afford any kind of certification, mm-hmm. you know, places like that. Um, also, Ethiopia has some amazing coffees. So I they think, do. and they're also a bigger industry when it comes to this this certification. So the fact that they would have really unique coffees that are also certified mm-hmm. in something is is key. Um, you know, I mean, Ethiopians are going to stand out over a Colombian or Guatemalan as well. I mean, this brings up another another side point to this, or or maybe this is the main point. And we've kind of talked about this before in terms of like awards uh, surrounding competitions of like roaster competitions and that sort of thing. There's a lot of the time these these more fruity, sort of unusually unusual to like a typical coffee experience. Right. Um, different uh, different varieties. But but these things that are that are atypical to most people's experiences tend to stand out more uh, from the tasting perspective. But what what why why isn't there like a really good um, nutty sweet Brazil? Maybe maybe the time I mean, maybe the time that the awards accept coffees has an effect too. I mean, if but, you look at all of our coffees, we have amazing Brazil from JC Importers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it. oh and yeah, it's, it's super sweet. But if I were going to submit a coffee, mm-hmm. I wouldn't submit that. Oh, okay, and yeah, it's not fair. because it's not at all because the certifications or anything like that. It's it's because I think that. Some of our other coffees are a little bit more That's unique. True. And I guess um, when you are submitting to a, a system like this as a roaster, you're going to put right. four. But their judges know what they're talking about. I mean, there's Mokhtar's on here. Yeah, yeah, you for know, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, John Allen from Onyx Coffee Lab. That's fun looking at all these names that you know. I wonder if uh, Mokhtar's on there. I wonder if they submitted. Uh, I guess I guess probably since he's on there. Yeah. <laughs> they, maybe they did not. But if there oh, was uh, if there was Umiko a that from Sudden here. Coffee. She has a wonderful Instagram feed. I just started following her. Mm-hmm. See if she listens to our podcast. That'd be, that'd be cool. <laughs> if you do, give us a, a like. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I mean, it maybe it'd be coffee. easy. Uh, maybe it'd be interesting sometime to get, you know, one of these people on to just talk about tasting and, and right. evaluating, like, what is, what, is a, what is a good coffee? What is an award-winning coffee? Um, well, right. really and- mean? And so you have you pass the threshold of having a coffee that, that scores and tastes good, mm-hmm. and then they get into the certifications on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's not the certifications first, necessarily. I'm not sure why they do in that order, because it huh. seems like you wouldn't submit it unless there's certifications, but they have right. a lot of language about that on there. Okay. And so it seems like they're valuing, valuing the, the quality of the certifications higher than the quality of the taste of the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we know that certifications don't necessarily mean the coffee tastes better right you know that that also is a barrier to entry for a lot of growers out there who just can't afford to right. do these certifications which is i mean 
unfortunate. And maybe though it doesn't matter that much from like, I, I, I kind of want to also take a step back here and just look at, okay, good food awards. These coffees are all good. Right. And they're supporting and a, good infrastructure. And it, they support yeah. good infrastructure. And it's a good thing. Like any customer, any coffee drinker can go to the store, find that label, and know that they're going to have a good coffee. And I would say I that that's a great I thing. Would, I would trust the good food sticker mm. more than I would trust a certification sticker oh, yeah, on the quality sure. of the coffee. Yeah, that's um, true. I, I would absolutely do that. I think that you know we can get finicky and, and, mm. and pick apart the little nuances there as far as the, the best coffees in the world. Right. But on the other hand... There's a lot of terrible uh, dynamics to that that big supply chain of big cheap coffee, mm-hmm. and I think it's the good food certainly is is getting away from that trend, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's really good to see like because they're focusing on the social environmental sustainability and they're focusing on the quality of the, the taste of the coffee that you're just going to be supporting better people throughout the whole process. So even if it's not the best coffee, it's good coffee, supporting good people. Um, it's not the best food awards, <laughs> but even if it was, the quintessential. Why food would it awards. be? Why would it be best or quintessential? I don't know. We. Oh, it's impossible. I don't think you can yeah. have that in there. And I think it's a, it's a foolish piece of marketing if somebody says it's the best or the most. That's true. Yeah, I guess they aren't claiming that it's the best. Yeah, they're claiming it's good. So we're actually, admittedly, not drinking this coffee on the show today because we've had 50 million cups of coffee today. Um, but I have enjoyed this Ethiopia. I ate uh, a bean. And I'll be, making, uh, I'll be making a video on it, and it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll bring it up in another episode. Yeah. Yeah, uh, good food awards. We'll get some pictures of these up on the site. Uh, have you ever uh, submitted coffee to good food awards? I have not. Why not, Jesse? Do you, do you not have do you not have good coffee? It's better food. The uh, you know I don't know why honestly I don't know why. Mostly because I feel like these things are just kind of they get so many samples submitted to them that it's such a I don't think it actually means anything about the best coffee. I don't think that it would be like oh Ladro's Ethiopian's better than our Costa Rican or whatever. Like, I don't think it quite right. It's not a competition as far as finding the best food. It's just kind of based on these criteria and regions and stuff like that. So. Um, not quite sure why I haven't submitted it, otherwise, other than just kind of being burned out on submitting samples mm-hmm. to a bunch of things. I do remember the days when you were in the in the roaster competitions, like Coffee Fest around here, that kind of thing. Um, I remember when uh, you had the Yemen, mm. and you were taking the Yemen through that, and uh, didn't quite didn't quite get you all the way to the end, right? No, but it was the best of the best roasters, so it was the winners right. of the previous year so out of the 148 roasters yeah we got in the final eight mm-hmm. and there's only two in the final eight yeah. that were west of the mississippi river it's all it's just so always, yeah our uh, yemen didn't win but we also got in the final eight that's in, true in the country it, it's always just kind of interesting to think about the perspective on what is like a winning or best coffee right and how does that drive uh, I, I, I am also curious how that drives the perception of just regular coffee drinkers everywhere. Right. When you see and a list of good food awards and it's all Ethiopian and geisha, what is, what is, does that mean anything? I don't know. Um, it, it, it does help educate people. I think a lot of people wouldn't necessarily focus on Ethiopia as an origin until they yeah. see the good food and they're like, oh, these are all Ethiopian. That's true. What is it about that? There, I think that, you know, there are some things I'm just looking at the side. It says uh, brewing recommendations. Chemex or 
auto drip on this mm. wadro. They brew everything on an auto drip for the competition. So if it's a really light roast, it might not necessarily taste as good as a drip coffee versus like mm. a little AeroPress or mm -hmm. espresso or something like that, where you can get into some of those. So and because it's standardized brewing, they're not going to custom brew everything to try and you know, they want it to be standard. So they're basing it off of the standard. That's true. Yeah, consistent brewing parameters that mm -hmm. isn't you know coffee is not necessarily consistent. So if you submit something that's really light roasted, it's not going to be as water soluble as something like this Ladro. And I feel like this Ladro is they say it's light, and I feel like it's it's about on our par as like mm -hmm. light, but not as light as it can be. Right. And that's going to and lend itself to brewing better. Uh, I, another interesting thing about the the focus on Ethiopian coffees, I think. Um, when you look at the way that coffee spread around the world, like going back in the history of coffee, um, most of the coffee from in coffee growing regions that is not Ethiopia or Yemen uh, is from a very small like genetic variance. Uh, and when you get into Ethiopia, that genetic variance expands wildly. Right. They found over 12,000 varieties of coffee in Ethiopia. Um, and we need to tap into that and make people more aware of like we really need to commercialize worldwide a much larger genetic variance in order to I think deal with climate change and yep. and uh, other impacts on coffee farming um, having most of the coffee in the world being so similar is kind of dangerous mm -hmm. even if people can like even if the taste result is unique like region to region or like noticeably different there's still such a small genetic variance that that's problematic. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. We should do an episode on the future of coffee. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a dark episode. <laughs> it is. I know. There's a little preview of that in the Anchorhead episode I was on. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Um, Good Food Awards. Oh, we didn't say this. Good Food Awards. They just released this month, January. That's right. Um, if you want to submit or if you want to heckle me to submit... <laughs> Uh, submissions are due in July. I'll they go through a whole process. I'll well. you. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is good for the coffee industry? This uh, like good food awards? You know, I think it's good. Yes, I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. I think it's 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 a little above where small roasters are in the coffee world. It's not necessarily something people need to participate in. But as far as the supply chain and supporting good farmers and good people throughout the supply chain and, and bucking the trend of commodity coffee, I think it's fantastic and. That's what mm -hmm. helps pay the farmers. I like seeing, uh, I'm just looking at the list here, which we'll link to, uh, but a bunch of these roasters I haven't heard of. Some of them I have. Obviously, Ladro, uh, Onyx is on here, um, Broadsheet. Uh, but uh, it's good seeing all the unique people's work right. getting recognized. I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, things are a lot more competitive, too, in the last five years. So that's one reason why we haven't necessarily been submitting as much, because we're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're definitely going to have to submit something this year. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Uh, no shout-outs? Oh, it is that time. Yeah. Shout-out to our little sister podcast, <laughs> Coffee's Done. They're over there learning from all the good work we're doing. and uh, I learned some stuff from them. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Actually, uh, I think that uh, hopefully going to be adopting their uh, audio 
practices before too long. I know I stole one of the microphones when I was on it. <laughs> so we're only three away from getting our own setup. If if you'd like to support us getting a much better audio setup, you know, check out our Patreon, copyloversradio.com, click yep. on those links. Shout out to all of our patrons that are on there. That's right. Shout and out to you beautiful, wonderful people. Our third crackers. Uh, Jesse, we have a question. Maybe an answer. <laughs> what is your favorite coffee region? Oh man, people ask me this all the time and I have no answer. I have all the answers. Um, I'm a, I love Guatemalan and I love Colombian coffees. Ethiopian, like everything we've been talking about, mm-hmm. delicious. Uh, it kind of just comes with the season, I have to say. So at the moment, you know, the Myanmar, we've had that for a while. So Costa Rica that we have kind of took that over. Um, but then the Congo Mungano just landed and it's, it's a favorite coffee of mine from Central Africa, you know, so. Um, that Myanmar? was I think my favorite coffee from the second half of last year of all the coffees. I kept wanting to go back to it. So good. It was. Yeah. Yeah. You still have some left? Yeah. Alright, we'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, we have some of that and um not very much. It'll go in the next month or so. Okay. A couple weeks from when this is out. Um my default is always to say Yemen, but outside of Yemen, uh Yeah, I mean there's some really beautiful yeah, Yemen. You mentioned you mentioned um uh, JC uh, Coffee Importers Brazil Sergio uh, that, Focus, that is a beautiful that is a beautiful coffee alright um, that's been an episode thank you so much for listening yep catch you all on the next one cheers this has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio thank you for listening and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter visit coffeeloversradio.com there you can listen to our shows click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!